G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, always our privilege, our opportunity to check breaking news headlines, particularly focused on the nation of Israel. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with a headline around COVID. The uh, Israelis have some research now that the COVID vaccine is only 64% effective against the Delta variant. What are the news headlines reporting? Yeah, I thought that was very interesting because we've had that development here, the Delta. In the past month, the coronavirus vaccine has proven to be 64% effective against symptomatic infection by the Delta variant, the health ministry reported on Monday. It then gave the green light for a booster shot for immunocompromised patients as the coronavirus cabinet prepares to meet today to discuss new measures to fight against the new outbreak. Although the ministry also reported that the inoculation's ability to prevent serious morbidity has remained very high, currently standing at 93%, the Cabinet is expected to discuss the possibility of additional restrictions to the public. According to Israeli media, health officials will also recommend demanding an additional test for all those entering Israel from abroad after four days, as well as expanding the list of countries from where incoming travellers are required to quarantine, even if they are inoculated or recovered. The government is also expected to step up enforcement against those who fail to wear their masks in closed public places. Well, no doubt Israel will be an interesting case study. The whole world will be looking because they've been advanced in their vaccine rollout. Uh, Ron, let's move on. Former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's been facing some corruption charges and his trial is delayed for a third time. What's the story here? Yeah, the Jerusalem District Court on Monday ordered an additional week delay in the public corruption trial of former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu following two prior postponements. The trial has been frozen since June 16 and will now reconvene on July 19 instead of the prior dates of July 5 or 12 for restarting witness testimony. Basically, the court's decision means that the case will not really get back into full gear until October because the court's summer recess runs July 21 to September 1st and many of the September hearings will be cancelled due to the full Jewish holidays, though they may be just a few hearings. Essentially, the additional weeks of delay are the product of a disagreement between the prosecution and the defence Uh, But it keeps on keeping on the uh, trial of Benjamin Netanyahu. Another story around Palestinian journalists and their appealing to the UN Human Rights Group for protection. What's the story here? Yeah, I think this is a very important story because uh, these Palestinian journalists have been suppressed for many years. 
Dozens of journalists demonstrated outside the office of the United Nations High Commissioner in Ramallah in the West Bank this week, demanding an urgent intervention. They handed the UN Commissioner a letter asking him to take a stand to stop the attacks that have so far affected at least 30 journalists. Palestinian Authority security forces attacked protesters and journalists in the West Bank cities of Ramallah, Hebron and Bethlehem, as well as the Dacious refugee camp located just south of Bethlehem earlier in the week. After five days of demonstrations over the death of one of the Palestinians' most prominent critics, Nazir Banat, who died last Thursday. Journalist Mohammed Ghaffari told the media line in Jerusalem he was not surprised by the security forces' behaviour. Journalists were allowed to report, but what happened next was that they were brutally assaulted and our equipment smashed. Ghaffari, who was attacked and injured when pushed by the plainclothes security forces, said that this was done because the Palestinian Authority wants to hide the truth. The Palestinian Authority is aware of the extent of this damage that could be inflicted upon it if the images of repression against the demonstrators and journalists by security personnel goes out, he said. I remember well when I lived in Jerusalem, often uh, we were given tips by the Palestinian Authority journalists because they were not in a position to be able to report the truth themselves. Isn't it interesting how the truth can be suppressed in so many ways and when it comes from the authorities, at least there are often some rules and someone's held accountable, but it's pretty hard to hold the mob accountable, Ron. Yeah, it is. Let's move on. Israel opens an embassy in the UAE and receives the first envoy to Israel from Bahrain. How does this one look? An amazing breakthrough between Israel and the Arab world. Kicking off a landmark visit in the United Arab Emirates, Israel Foreign Minister Yair Lapid inaugurated Israel's embassy in Abu Dhabi. Israel wants peace with all of its neighbours, Lapid said. We aren't going anywhere, the Middle East is our home, and we're here to stay. So we call on all countries in the region to recognise that and to talk to us. In acknowledgement of former Prime Minister Netanyahu, Lapid told diplomats gathered at the Israeli embassy event that the former Prime Minister is the architect of the Abraham Accords and that this moment is his, no less than it is ours. Shortly after the UAE-Israel Pact was signed, the Trump administration authorised the sale of 50 advanced F-35 fighter jets to the UAE, which would make it only the second country in the Middle East after Israel to acquire them. The Biden administration has vowed to go ahead with the sale of the jets and advanced armed drones. And while we're talking about significant events, King Hamad bin Isi al-Khalifa of Bahrain announced the appointment of Khaled Yusuf al-Jalamar as the Gulf state's first envoy to the state of Israel, official Bahraini state media reported. Israel Foreign Minister Yelepid conveyed his warm greetings to al-Jalamar and said it was another significant step in strengthening the important relations between Israel and Bahrain. And Ron, let's finish with what looks to me like an historic type of a story because, of course, there's always been these long tensions between the Arab states and Israel, but now the Israeli national anthem is played in Qatar for the first time in history. What's happening there? 
Yeah, the world is changing, right? There were a lot of accomplishments that took place in Qatar. The fact that it was an Israeli gymnast, Alexander Shadilov, that took home the gold for the floor exercise in the Artistic Gymnastics World Cup Series is something noteworthy, but it led to Hatikva being played. Hatikva, the national anthem, literally means the hope. It is very apropos name for Israel's national anthem. The Jewish people have clung to hope since the beginning of time. There are people that have been stepped upon and oppressed, and yet they come out stronger. You can only do that if you have a positive outlook on life, if you're living for someone greater than yourself. Look at how far the people of Israel have come. They're winning gold medals in world championships and having their national anthem played in Arab countries. It's truly amazing for those who know the history of the Jewish people and the history of Israel. Israel won more than just a sports award in the event. Well, Ron, uh, there are triumphs there, and given the uh, still relatively short history of the nation of Israel, modern Israel, uh, those sorts of things can happen as firsts. Uh, Ron, always so good getting your insights. Thanks so much for the update once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.